For he shall save his people from their sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> Father Voxmann, he was a Catholic priest from Germany, was a man of very great courage as he took a stand against the Nazi regime very early on. He was eventually, though, arrested and put to death by the Gestapo. But those trials had not hardened his heart, and he had not lost sight of the truly important things in this life. His compassion for others, which can be seen in a letter to his sister, showed that he didn't allow the pains of his exile to take away his heart of flesh. His only thought this one particular Christmas Eve was to make a good spiritual preparation himself and that his sister do the same. I'll read to you part of the letter that he wrote to his sister. I have great anxiety about how you, my dear sister, will spend Christmas Eve. At Christmas time in 1897, we lost father, and it was, a, it was at Christmas two years ago that God called our beloved mother. This year, you have been deprived of your own brother. And he goes on in this letter to describe his own Christmas Eve, which will be celebrated actually in prison. For me, he said, the frame of the festival is clearly defined by the walls of my prison cell. But never have I knelt at the manger in such poverty as I do this year. Everything has been taken away, my home, my honor, my life. And so I want to kneel at the manger of him who had no place to lay his head, who as a friend of his people was condemned to death. As gifts, I bear to the manger hunger and cold, loneliness and forlornness. Shining chains are my only ornament. I want to give my life, dear sister, previously placed in the service of the King of Christmas, to him who saved me with his precious blood. With copious tears of penitence, I want to wash away everything that is turned to guilt and remorse in me. And he goes on, it is in this spirit that I am going to make my pilgrimage to the manger. I hope through grace to celebrate Christmas as never before in my life. No gift, no festive meal will distract me, no candle will gleam, no fir tree will emit its fragrance. I shall recite the breviary so slowly and so inwardly. I shall say, the many prayers of the rosary, and read the sacred scriptures. In this way, I hope that the peace of Christ will be my portion and his grace will be my glory. I bear everything with patience, and I hope that I may at some time intone the Gloria at the altar once more. A sad story, to be sure, but an edifying example 
of a true lover of Christmas and of the Christ child. Father Voxman, his only concern was, as I mentioned, that he and his sister be spiritually prepared for the great feast of our Lord's coming in time and in eternity. Preparation. It is so very necessary for anything if you wish for a good result. Before taking an exam, you must prepare yourself. Before going on a trip, you spend days preparing, and so on and so forth. And God himself spent century upon century preparing the minds and the hearts of his people for the birthday of the Messiah. He sent them the prophets, one after the other, and he pointed out the signs and the time of Christ's birth. Yet even after all of this preparation on God's part, so many of them were found ill-prepared. Think of the Bethlehemites. They were distracted by Caesar's edict, and they were having a good time there in that town, talking and perhaps partying. They had no room for him. Maybe they would have had they recognized that it was the Messiah from all of the prophecies. Herod, he was not disposed to accept the kingship of the Christ child. And the Pharisees, well, they were scandalized by our Lord's poverty and cross. They were all ill-prepared. They were not men of goodwill. But it seems to me that this year, Holy Mother Church is even more anxious than any other year to celebrate the feast of our Lord's birth, so much so that she has even shortened this year's Advent by an entire week. It's the shortest Advent possible when the vigil falls on the fourth Sunday. So how is it possible that if God took centuries to prepare the hearts and minds of the people, how can we in just three weeks' time prepare our hearts sufficiently? Well, never mind. What we lack this year in time, if we are men of goodwill, God will make up for by his grace. The prayer of the Mass, the Alleluia verse, I found particularly beautiful. It reminds us that tomorrow, Christmas morning, the iniquity of the earth shall be abolished and the Savior of the world shall reign over us. That's the whole purpose of the weeks of Advent, to prepare our hearts so that the child Jesus may reign in our hearts on Christmas Day. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Will there be room in the inn of your heart for his throne and him? Well, as we contemplate all of these things, may I suggest just a, a couple of things about how to spend this final day of preparation. 
I suggest spending it silently in joyful expectation with Our Lady and St. Joseph, prayerfully accepting every event that divine providence sends your way. After all, that's how Mary and Joseph spent their last day before Christ's birth, accepting silently and even joyfully the decrees of divine providence. Caesar's edict, it had already gone out far and wide. Mary and Joseph got the message and they have left their home, traveling on foot in spite of Mary's condition. Yet, neither one of them objects to the trip. They make no complaint about the hardship, but they obey promptly and simply. They understand that he, Caesar, who commands, is only a mere man. But they see, with the eyes of faith, God's hand at work. Secondly, when they arrive to Bethlehem, they find that there is no room for them at the inn. They go from door to door, from house to house, from place to place, and not a single soul has room, and they are obliged to take shelter in a hillside cave. But even this does not dismay Mary or Joseph, for they look at it in the eyes of faith. If God wishes, they might have thought, that his greatest work, the incarnation, should be accomplished there in a wretched stable in utter poverty, then we will embrace the eternal will of God. Even God, as, as, in, as is his custom, makes use of what is humble and despicable in the eyes of the world to accomplish the greatest of his works. You see that all throughout the Christmas mystery. So, as Mary and Joseph, or as Father Voxman, let us take today, just one day, to prepare ourselves for Christmas, to put all your fervor into everything that you do, all the love of the Christ child, but act in union with Mary and Joseph to accept with faith and with silent expectation whatever the decrees of divine providence might send your way, be it illness or fatigue or loneliness or the, 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 the thought that there's too much to do. Whatever it is, it's part of God's providence. And just as he used it to sanctify Mary and Joseph and to work out the mystery of the Incarnation, so behind every event that goes on today, God is silently working on preparing your soul, not only for this, our Lord's coming at Christmas, but also his second coming at the end of the world. May God bless you. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.